0: Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, April 17th. This is episode 165. I am Tony. And I am Dennis.
1: We got a
0: little bit of stuff to cover. Not a lot. Not a lot on it's either front. It's a fast,
1: front. easy one. Yeah, but, so I guess we'll do intros. What's going
0: on? It'll be a quick, fun thing. In and yeah. out. 20 minutes. No big deal.
1: Okay, I'll be a little bit more than
0: that. Uh, not a lot. I've been not doing anything special. Uh, more reading. Laughing Wait. laughing at memes. We played in a pinball tournament. We played in a pinball tournament. I am I got I was I was soundly beaten. Mm. I might even go so far as to
1: say I was humiliated. No. There were some you know, for not having anyone there, there were a lot of (laughs) heavy hitters there. I was like, aren't you all <laughs> supposed to be like at this Columbia, Missouri thing? Why are any of you here? <laughs> I mean, Actually, we showed up and you were, you were there before I was, everyone. I was before everyone. I was, every, I was were, the first you, person there. You were there before they opened. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they had to let you in and give you lasagna and be like, here, just mm-hmm. let's stay. Stay. We need money.
0: Well, I, I normally, here's a, I like to get there early. I like to eat and I like to be done eating before the tournament starts. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I do try and do that because so, it's so frustrating to try and eat between. Right.
0: And and with everything else I had going on yesterday and all the stuff, I left and I went and I got there at like just before four o'clock. Normally, even if I get there at like 345, mm-hmm. there's like six or seven people that are practicing and playing already. Yeah. There was nobody there.
1: Yeah. I <laughs> I remember I walked in. The staff's there. I go into the the, the pinball area and you're there. And uh, that's it. Yeah, and then shortly thereafter, a couple of people from Wichita had come up, and, and they're there. And then it's like, okay, so people. It was we had a tournament. Uh, we did four strike tournament because there were twelve. We had <laughs> twelve, 12 players, but some of them were very
0: good players. Last time we were there, there was a like, lot of
1: them were very good players.
0: Last time that tournament had like twenty eight people.
1: Yes, there were twelve, and we've been having so many new people lately. Like every every month, it seems like yeah, they're, they're new people. Their first tournament. And this was just, and I thought, well, maybe the non-new people with it being Easter weekend didn't surprise me. Right. But anyway. that 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 few I, people. Um, and then I got Pete. So oh, it was so yeah, bad. Yeah, I uh I think I barely finished top half. So I mean like sixth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so which oh. normally I'd love sixth, but I don't know what it was. It's just that I could not hit a shot like Ghostbusters. Ooh. Ball one on Ghostbusters. I almost got to a million points on ball one on Ghostbusters. While two on Ghostbusters, I brought it up to almost 7 million points.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, to be fair, no one had a good score on that game. No, but my score was the bonuses. Everyone
0: was getting bonuses higher than my total score. I just could not hit. And the thing is, is I started scenes, I just couldn't hit nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I like, it's was like, I, Every point I got in Ghostbusters came from skill shots. I started my scene uh, and then I bricked straight into the, I, and immediately drank. I I started something else and immediately drank. I, I just could not hit anything. I had the same issues later that night on Jungle Queen.
1: Oh, yeah, well. And
0: I, it was just, I couldn't, I mean, I had, of the five balls on Jungle Queen, three of them I touched the ball at least once. One of them, I touched the ball more than once. Mm. Out of five balls, yes. Well, that's that's that is how bad I did on jungle. It was just that, she hated me. It is a, the queen. It is hated me. It, I don't know what I did. I no, I, I don't no. know. I, I I don't know. It's I, a. I mean, it's, it I, is
1: a house ball. Or you know, and house balls a lot of people. A lot of people I have guess. bad jungle queen experiences. I must not be simping hard enough for the jungle okay. queen. Well. <laughs> That's unfortunate. But the, uh, yeah. So other than, I mean, for me, other than that, I've, I've played a little bit more of that Strider video game, but I'm, oh, I'm yeah. only about uh, maybe a fourth of the way through according to its estimate. I picked up a new, it's in early
0: access, but it's a new roguelite called Nova Drift. It's like okay. asteroids. Okay. So it's that tile. Like if you, like your ship. And you spin around and you thrust. And if you shoot off one side of the screen, you come back on the other side of the screen. And there's asteroids and then lots and lots of waves of bad guys. Mm. But you get upgrades and you can build yourself up. It's just full up roguelike. Oh, okay. And and then you die and you start over. And you you can take all sorts of uh, modifications to the game. To make it more and more difficult, but that also gets you more experience and gets you more points and lets you get better gear. And so it's, okay. I play, I've
1: been playing it a little bit. That's pretty interesting. Well, speaking of interesting, let's go ahead and get the show over <laughs> with. So, uh, pinball, <clears throat> not a whole lot here. One of the big discussion items, it's been a big discussion item, I feel, for quite a while on uh pinball forums and that is fathom revisited haggis pinball mm-hmm. because it's so far behind ship schedule uh, i've been hearing good reports we heard at TPF one of the buyers had noted that they had been requested to pay in full and so that means the games are supposed to be pretty close to coming out and i've heard rumblings that that should be happening in fact we discussed on the pinball show the podcast i co-host with Zach Minnie last week that I guess uh, Haggis is planning to start getting some of those games out at the end of this month. So, should be here in the next couple of weeks. We should be hearing some good news. Hopefully out of some of the Australian buyers. I'm assuming they'll probably get them first. Uh, and we'll start to see. I mean, I've, they've shown some stuff online. So, and the revisited package and stuff looks cool. We've yeah. talked about that before. But, obviously, people have just been, like, waiting. And... To be fair, like everyone feels like everyone's waiting because everyone is waiting for stuff. Normally, this month or next month, we'd be having Stern Cornerstone Number Two's announcement. And right. we know That's not that's happening. That's not happening. Uh, yeah, we haven't had anything since Weird Al as an announcement. Jersey Jack still hasn't announced formally their next game. Um, but I guess at one of the TPF seminars, we didn't touch on this. But I guess they—I don't know if they did at the seminar. Let me let me hedge this. I, b- I believe Jack Winery you know, with Jersey Jack Pinball has indicated an intention of them trying to do two games this year. I don't. So the first sure, one, I'll ha- believe it when I see so it. So the first one. My point is, the first one. I agree, but my, so the first one has to be imminent, right? Like, it, they're not going to drop a game in September and a game in November, right? If they're doing two, they got to get the first. They're one not. They're not out do- soon. They're not doing two, Tony. They said one of them at least said maybe two. Maybe They've two. said it in the.
0: They get all but guaranteed but that's in to. The past. That's once water
1: it. under the bridge. I'll Tony. believe it when I see it. Tony, it's. You know what? I'll be. L- l- that's so under l- the
0: water. It's a Russian
1: cruiser. Nice. Nice callback. Very <laughs> nice. Like, what is he calling back? You yes. don't get a no. You guys don't get a no. This
0: so, is so what happens when you miss the pre recording joke mm-hmm. sessions. Mm-hmm. We can't record them because our language is not nearly as prim and proper as it is now but here's the thing 100 percent honesty i'll believe they get one game out this year when a game arrives to somebody mm. i don't care what they say until a game is shipped and somebody's like hey i got my whatever toy story <laughs> sure i got my toy story until somebody has that i'm not gonna believe they're gonna ship a game this year period because they've proven that they can't ship a game on time. Mm. I figure the second the game is formally announced, 6 months to a year after the formal actual announcement, a game will actually drop. Okay. Well, I unless mean, unless they got smart and decided not to announce anything until they're ready to ship. And
1: that was that was the rumors early at the start of this year that they were actually have been building these games. But what the thing that hangs me up is if that's the case, I would have thought they'd have been ready for an announcement in March. Right. Because unless they've got... I understand with delays and stuff that maybe they have been building and they haven't gotten the the quantity amassed that they wanted. And I don't know what, what number that is. Right. My logic would have been if you had a 100 ready, that that would be plenty. Because then people would immediately start seeing the unboxing photos and reveal streams. Oh, it depends, of course, who gets the games. But usually that stuff comes out pretty quick. People are excited when they're the first to get stuff. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. That's a that's a fair point.
0: You know what? They might. They might get two games out this year.
1: Mm-hmm. They might uh,
0: announce a new edition of Woz.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I, the, the That that would technically be... Oh, it's a new edition. It's a new game. The Wicked Witch edition? <laughs> yeah. It's the flying monkey edition. They they changed all the arts. It's just, every everything is just Photoshop flying monkeys. Mm.
1: They took that flying monkey mech out of that Yellow Brick Road edition. <laughs> there was did. that. They I think did. to accommodate the new back box they were using. <laughs> um, I forget, but
0: yeah, no, I don't. I'll believe it when I see it. Hmm. I think with Fathom Revisited coming, there might be, not including Stern.
1: There might be one more reveal this year. American pinball? Are you thinking, or possibly? Yeah. It'll be an interesting award season. Then, if it, I mean, we thought last year was <laughs> was light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, last year, I mean, on paper, it wasn't too bad because there were there were three games out for for P three, but you know, it was just so weird because Godzilla just dominated so right. heavily. And the,
0: no, the, literally nothing was going to beat Godzilla. Yes, literally the only thing that lost to God, the only thing that Godzilla didn't win was the thing that they didn't have, so they weren't right at the at, the, twippies, for, yeah, at the, twippies. the topper. Yeah, yeah. And then with
1: the engrossed hobbyists the, who voted in the PIA's, there were there were two things that didn't win that it was up for. One, oh, the uh, the light package went to Zeppelin, which has that expression lighting kit, right? And that and then the uh, oh, and music. Right, right. Because Led Which, Zeppelin had honestly, I had think Led Zeppelin music. Right, I think Godzilla was in the running for both of those. That no, it was <laughs> it, it was well respected, and the music was always controversial with uh, real bands winning versus uh, you know custom pinball music. <laughs> Right. But of course, someone could have argued that with Godzilla too. Well, you know, it's really leaning in on the old Godzilla theme, which it wasn't right. made for the game. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. It, let, they leaned to the old it's theme. It's up to the voters. They had blue oyster coal. It's up to the voters. It's, yeah. yeah it's up, up to the voters. Which is probably why it was number two. Right. <laughs> so, well, that's fine. That's fine. Poor Mando. And and Carl Weathers' call outs. That's all I can say. Yeah. Poor Mando. Poor
0: Mando. Mando would have been a good game if it had been released in a different year. Yeah, I
1: think so. I think it would have done a lot better had I, but I, I just don't know anymore. So now, one other thing, I did.
0: Uh, I don't want to get into the I don't want to get into the. Then de- why are you bringing it up? I, I'm bringing it up because I want to talk about part of it, but I don't want to get okay. into the depth of it. There's a whole thing on Pinside going on. Pinside <gasps> drama. That's partially your fault. Mine. Well, it has to do with your other show. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I know where this is going. Uh, uh, uh with, with, with multimorphic and, and discussions with Zach and, and issues and stuff. But what I find is interesting about it is ignoring all of the drama, cause I don't want to get involved in the drama. It came out that the P3 is two inches longer than a standard machine,
1: which I'd never heard before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the play, field like the play field is um, like,
0: is, is, is like longer than a standard play field, which is something I,
1: I'd never I, heard before. Yeah. I hadn't either. Uh, again, but I never, I mean, it's probably listed in some dimension somewhere that I just never bothered to check out. I guess that's something to do with how, where the, you know, with the module and how it all right works. And I, okay. So, but continue. So, but uh, I, so, I, mean, so, I don't know I, anything about it. So
0: I think it's interesting because the discussion there and the drama there had to do with where the mechs fell. On the play field oh, yeah, and the, everything. yeah, the scoop line discussion. And with the scoop right, line. Because that's like
1: the demarcating line where the module...
0: Right, goes. because that's where the monitors below it, and then, that, and then the right, module right. that you put everything above it, and, and on a regular machine, how things fall. And then, the, and then like that's when it, the discussion came out that it's actually two
1: inches longer than a standard machine anyway. So right. But I, and I guess that's towards the back, I assume. Uh, well, I guess yeah, it's two sure. inches no matter how you. Yeah, matter, it doesn't matter measure. where it is; it's two well, inches. The you know uh, that as that thread discussion really focused, well, focused all over the place. Uh, you know there was that stuff about like how far, how far from the flippers, right? Which I would agree that would be how I would think about it: is how far from the flippers is the scoop wall, and then because the whole discussion for those that haven't read the thread, the whole discussion part of that is really. Just revolving around like, where are the mechs on P3 modules? Like, and where are you? Quote unquote. Well, it's not quote unquote. I don't think it went flat out said this, but stuck with just the screen, right? Setting aside, because I've heard rumors of discussions about mods, uh, or no, I shouldn't say mods, but but modules that are able to extend mechanisms down onto the screen. Because of course, with engineering, all <laughs> sorts of things are possible, right? But, but by default, what we've been seeing is. There's a screen, there's a scoop wall, which is like the dividing line, and then there's where the module goes, and they've got more length. It sounds like a couple inches more than right. what we've been used to, or at least were used. To. See, I, I got, I saw it, some other people talking about it, and I was like, it was a, is it two inches more than a stern? Is it two inches more than the old WMS? Is stern now different than W? I don't know.
0: Right, and that's the thing is I, I, and, I, I don't know. It's just because I know it's always. One of the things that's always been weird to me is the lack of a shooter lane. So it just drops out of the top, which
1: okay, yeah,
0: the f- took me a little bit to get used to. I'm used to it now, but it took me a little bit to get used to uh, uh, with the loss of the shooter lane. But then I would assume with the, if the play field's actually longer that the ratios are probably the same then instead of it being slightly
1: wider the actual overall ratio is probably close to the same with the loss of that lane yeah no it's uh that's an interesting point because you would have more side to side play room without the shooter lane and if you, add, you know, you've added width you've added playable width right and now why not add some length of course it gets weird because not everyone you know the length of the shooter lane how far up it went varies so much like some it's the entire side is taken up and others it's a little section and they do put more mechs up you know, right it's just a, it's all weird it's all well, it's all math i shouldn't say it's right. weird, so it's say like, it's weird but
0: boy, our tournament in our in our tournament we were in yesterday like doctor who it's a short run and then it kicks through a mech to drop around to right right or as opposed to
1: stranger things is a short run right star trek for example though sterns is goes all the way way up
0: yep and yeah so it's just an interesting little change uh that i hadn't heard about or hadn't known about yeah i don't know how much it really changes
1: anything i i mean more space is more space it's like I think we think about it more. Well, obviously we do with wide bodies because they've right. added more space to the sides and different people have different opi- my opinions. My opinion is pretty well known. I don't think much of wide bodies, but right. But, um, but some people love them because I mean, the biggest thing that you can do with more space is put more stuff in. I mean, that's fundamentally what it offers. Correct. Now, whether or not it compromises the gameplay, a lot of that is, of course, going to come down to what people chose to do with the layout. Like Demolition Man is respected by a lot of standard body width players because the way it's designed, you're pretty much shooting the standard width. What they use the wide parts for are not generally accessed things. So it feels better than uh, what you might get out of a Popeye. Right.
0: Well, here's here's another thought. Two inches, it's not very much distance, but... The P3 has all of that wide open space down below. There's no max. There's no, there's nothing. Well, there's the slings and there's those, the slings the and stuff, but, but there's that big wide open area. So if you're looking at two inches longer, uh, you've got that much more straight space with nothing in the way to slow your acceleration down of the ball, depending upon how hard the degree you have set mm. a, a, of a slope. So could you potentially get even faster than normal? Uh, uh, ball drops towards the end as it's coming down with there nothing, not being anything there to slow it down. There's no, there's no pops. There's no scoops. There's no, no little sling set somewhere for it to bounce off of. So what are the change? I mean, I mean, what would the difference, what difference would something as slight as two inches make? I'm going to say, I don't know what four and a half degree slope or a six degree slope speed wise on a ball.
1: Yeah. I, uh, these are math, these are math questions. Tony, these are math. I don't know. In theory, yeah, there's nothing to slow the ball down. It could conceivably get faster, but-
0: I don't know if it'd be enough to be noticeable by- you I'm know. trying to
1: think how many, like, their biggest one that would let you- Like, Cannon Lagoon is probably the best example where you might experience- Right. That, where you're just like, there's nothing. It's just this wide open, let the ball gain. But I bet, my, this is, and this is my gut, so I'm probably wrong. But I'm gonna go with it because my gut. My gut tells me like jacking the game up from six and a half to seven degrees makes way more difference than another two inches does on on the length. So that change the changes in the brutality of the game are best controlled by controlling the slope versus anything you do logistically to the amount of time the ball is on. yeah, There's just not probably just not enough. You probably can't even notice it. It's 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 so different. When I think about things that make the ball go faster and, you know, to ways where it's like, holy cow, this stuff is just flying around. Like I have no, like I have no control. So when it comes to ball speed, like I think about things like F14 and stuff, like you're using coils and stuff to speed up the ball. Right. really ra- the the scoop in TNA that's the stuff that makes things brutal from a speed perspective like you need mechanical acceleration so hyperloops and and getaway 2 ramps and all that that's more so than gravity but but it it's a given you know a lot of people think if they raise a the game up more they'll make the game harder that's you'll make it faster vertically right but and I actually had this conversation with someone, I think a few days ago, but the problem, like when I bought my hoops and I got it home, the prior person had it, the back legs all the way up. I set the high score on the game. The first ball I, the first, wow. first, ball, first game I played yeah. over what he had had for years because, and it was for years because that game still had the original battery and it, it still worked. <laughs> and, and the reason was hoops needs a lot of side-to-side action to work as it was designed vertically you're just not interacting like the slings aren't in play enough and yeah the ball's fast up and down but like you're not you're supposed to be draining out the sides on that game and when you take it up too high you just that ball wants to move up and down doesn't want to move side to side so So what
0: you're saying is it's just a universal constant width
1: is more important than length Mm. sure (laughs) If your flippers are pointy enough, like Gottlieb's. Exactly. There. So, yeah, no, that was, okay, well, that's an interesting point out of that thread I hadn't thought about. I thought, once you brought it up, that you're going to be along the lines of the, uh, like, the mechs and the and the scoop wall and the, because yeah. that's what I started to think about, because, of course, I, I saw the posts and I read it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and it's true. I just, I mean, I never really considered it. That way, I had I was more. I was more looking at. I, I mean, to see actual numbers, that was what kind of uh, changed to, in my mind when the yeah, actual well, numbers well, put to
1: the differences. Well, yeah, and that was, and that's what that's what it was for me. And saying aside that, because I saw like there were tape measures starting to come out, and it's like let's just. Think about it from when you eyeball something. Cause right. that's what, that's what the average player is going to do. And so that's what that made me do that whole, that whole exercise. So it was that, that part was at least a little interesting. I think that it went in a direction it didn't need to go, but conceptually, you know, I have, I've always just chalked up like, as, as you know, I don't have an interest in owning a P3. And right. None of the games have been, while I've found a few of them to be good, like Weird Al and, and heist, yeah. they're not, Oh, but I want to own it good. You see, and I've always just assumed that I just leave it that generalized. It's like like it's like oh, this game is fun, but it's not put it in my lineup of seven fun. Right. Like well, how rush. I was like, okay, yeah, rush seems fun, but it's not, I don't have an interest in owning it. I'm not saying it's not good, but it's not Dennis good. It's not coming into the lineup. Yes, it is not so, worth owning. Right, right. It's not goods. to me. It's not worth owning. In so, a personal opinion. So, but I this made me think what. Is it... I don't know. I'm not going to go and count. Like, how many games rely on on mechs below the scoop... Aside from the standard three-inch flippers and and unified, you know, symmetrical slings. How many have mechs that are... And stand-ups, too, because of the screen thing. But below the scoop line versus above. Like, you know... It depends if you count EMs or not, quite frankly. (laughs) Because EMs are really going to skew everything. But so... This made me think, you know, maybe that's maybe that's it for me though. Maybe that's w- distilling it down beyond game design. You know, fundamentally it comes down to game design, but but distilling it down, maybe I'm just biased in favor of games that have mechs in the lower two thirds. I wondered, is that true? I don't I never thought of it like well, that. Well then, and that's I mean so, that
0: would be part of a biases,
1: something that so you don't think about. You it own, just exists. You own, and again, it, em, but but games are games. You're you had wanted it a really long time. You have Campus Queen, right? And it's like okay. So what I'd start to wonder is with our games, could we have them designed for the P3, like mm. as it is, like when you stick in a back mo- a standard back module and you use the the fan layout of the lower. Obviously, with Campus Queen, it's you, you yeah, could. Yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way. Starting with the fact that you have two inch flippers. There's two inch flippers. There's
0: the mushroom pops. Uh, uh, in the, lower, in, in the yeah. lower play field. And most importantly is is most of the points on that game come from opening up side gates and then getting your ball back into the shooter lane, mm-hmm. which doesn't even exist right. on a P3.
1: Okay. So I walked through mine this morning in my head. I didn't go down and look. So so sorry, but some of these might be yeah, some of these are I'm not gonna be sure of because I don't know exactly in my mean, head, I don't know exactly where the pull scoop out wall this, is. The the tape measure. Well, I, I don't even know exactly how and... wh- what the measurement is. And no, I don't because this is an intellectual exercise. This is just what an average person is gonna do. And I'm just an average I'm just an average Joe Tony. So my lineup Godzilla Premium. The pop I think's below that scoop line. Godzilla scoop and the left spinner. I was all I'm pretty sure are all beneath that point in terms of being on the lower two thirds. And I think at least part of the mecha Godzilla carousel that rotates is as well. I'm not sure if all of it is, but I think at least part of it is would, down. It might all be, but I, do, yeah, I again not, I, do, I because I'm not quite sure. I'm trying right. to be fair. I'm trying to be fair. Sorry, but but there are definitely mechanisms that are on where the screen would be, is right. my is my point um walking dead pro so the right ramp starts way low on that play field yeah, it does. uh it also much like campus queen has a shooter lane return feed mm-hmm. and then i think again not quite sure the well walker bash toy may be too low I'd be right on the edge vis V. it may it may it straddle could, it could it. Go either way it may straddle it is the issue so because yeah. again people aren't most of these other games they're not going to think about where that where is it a third or two thirds? Like, right. it's just, they put it where it fits, so right. To speak. All right. So that, but that one, you couldn't do. Star Trek Pro. Left orbit spinner is too low. The um the left scoop. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure about the right upper flip. It may be high enough to be above, but that's also where there's a return to shooter lane. And as you know, there's no shooter, no shooter lane, lane. So, uh, Hoops. I think maybe the leftmost kickout hole is too low, but I'm not sure about that. But regardless, Hoops relies on that the slings are not the same size. Yeah, it's all asymmetric. So, yes, that's sort of a, yeah, they, they're not symmetrically designed slings. One is way smaller than the other. So again, that's a major ge- geometry change because you've got so much clearance on the right side. Right. So that one doesn't. Firepower is one that maybe you could. I wasn't sure. Uh, all the most of the shots on that are back, other than the six what well, the the six standups in the bank in the middle, like the three on the left and three on right. the right, but all kind of centralized. They might be at the scoop line. I wasn't sure, so that one may- this is a maybe. TNA, a uh, pop bumper is way too low.
0: Oh yeah, so that definitely. one, that
1: one, that one is a no. And then Buck Rogers is my, is my last game. It's got two two target drop banks on the left. The far left one is definitely too low. Uh, or beneath the scoop bank, I should say. Then there's the whole right side drop targets. They're too low, and then it also has two different size slings, kind of like hoops. So, other than maybe firepower, all the stuff I've chosen to put in my collection has mechs in that lower two thirds section. So, you know, maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe some people are like want that, and other people don't. Because here's my. And I've never asked, but this was my assumption Wait, years ago when I saw P3. My assumption was this design with the screen is clever because it's essentially embraced the notion that fan layouts are what people are wanting to design possibly right. or whatever. But you want to be able to accommodate a fan layout. And think about when this all came out. Like, what was the Pinside Top 10? We were talking earlier: Medieval Madness, Attack from Mars, Lord of the Rings—things where most of the shots, if not all, are in the back of the playfield. Right, and the P3 design would accommodate the. And those were very popular games. So, to me, it's not a. It may not be for me, but it's not a bad thing. I just think, and I kind of had this conversation with that. I know you didn't. Oh I, mean, oh, I shouldn't say I know because I didn't ask you. I assume you didn't listen to the TPS. <laughs> yeah, you were okay. right. The first, right. Okay. You know All I right. didn't All listen right. to TPS. <laughs> <All right>. So <laughs> let's t- see
0: how many TPS
1: episodes have I listened to? Um, like none, none. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, You know, maybe you're, you're probably not missing much. But the we had a convert He and I had a conversation about germs because he didn't like germs. I liked germs, and, germs. and I thought germs was was. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to play germs. I liked watching germs because I. The thing about germs. What it does that I like is it leans into what makes it very special. And I think having these conversations, including these people talking to me about, you know, ideas about moving mechs to be over the screen and stuff. It's like to me, it's it's not leaning into what makes you special. It's trying to be what traditional pinball does. But gluing on additions onto traditional pinball, I don't think is ever going to feel as good as it does if you did it from the ground up. Right. This is my take. So why not have things like the germs and be like, no, we're not, we're not traditional pinball. We're not going to have a pop bumper above a slingshot on the right side of your game. We're not going to stick a scoop down, you know, three inches to the left and above the left sling. like, no, we're, we're giving you things like germs. We do ball tracking down here. We use technology down here. And I think that's the way they and, should lean. And that's, and so far, that's what by and large, they, their modules do. Right. So,
0: because that that part's enjoyable. So,
1: so it's just my thinking is like, I don't know. That's where the whole like thing with the discussion about that. I know it started because they were they were talking about a an interview and and how Dennis Nordman struggled with the design thing uh, aspects and whether I don't really care if it was easy for him or hard for him or if it was a mental block or if it was a, it was truly mathematically different. Um, I mean it, that can be interesting, but you know, in our discussion here. Given you brought it up, that's just sort of where I come from is like, to me, the, the P3 is a unique thing. Celebrate that it's a unique thing and understand that that uniqueness just will not appeal to all traditional pinheads because of the way the compromises you had to make in some things to get the additions you got in others.
0: Right. Right. I was thinking about you were talking about, you know, the the rumors about having like pop bumpers and mechs that can extend over the play field. And, and I'm going to agree that I think that I, I, I don't know if that would help anything. I think it would almost be easier just to lean into what the play field does. But I could see having ramps that extended down. So you put the module in and then you have to attach the ramp on the top. That would give you a little bit more touchdown below for Mm. ramp entries. Right. Because that could lay down and lay on top of the play field, not be an
1: issue. Yeah. Some things are easier than others. And all of it, in a way, is interesting, like from an engineer. Like, I could see where an engineer could look at that and go, that is an interesting challenge and I want to solve it. Having, and again, I am not an engineer. Having done so many projects with my, with my dad, who is an engineer, I remember just to me, the things that like, if I were to distill down the philosophy all in a nutshell, it was always about if we wanted to achieve something, how can we figure out a way to achieve it? And when we would achieve it. The glory was in the achieving of it. Even it was janky and weird and like you're bypassing all normal protocols and you're doing the most inefficient things. And it's like, but we got it to work. The engineering was a success. And so that's where like Pop Bumper, could you, I'm sure an engineer could figure out a way. But it reminds me of that line from Jurassic Park about you were so busy thinking that if you could, you never stopped to think that you should. And the ramp thing, seems on the surface of my non engineer brain to be easier than floating a pop bumper over there. But on the flip side, like, are there going to be issues with the the ramp flaps that lead up? I mean, because normally those are screwed down and we're not going to be screwing them down into posture. That's true. And all that stuff. And again, there are all sorts of things you could do. I just don't know that you should. Like, I think you can get a lot of variety. I mean, look at every module they've had so far. They're all dramatically different. They are. So... Being like, no, the two thirds are going to be mech free aside from two flippers, two slings. I don't see why I don't see it as a bad thing. Our 10 minute discussions all really comes down to you've done something unique and it's not going to appeal to everyone. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't pick like you shouldn't be designing specifically for Bob Jenkins. Bob Jenkins is a great guy.
1: Better than Leroy. But.
0: Trying to gain aim everything directly towards making Bob Jenkins happy can cause issues with other people. You might as well just do what works for the best overall and go into your vision. I mean, I like, I do like the like the scoop wall and some of the things like germs when the scoop wall pops up as an actual wall. Yeah, to be and the side of the petri dish. The side, yeah, I, I enjoy that. I like it when you get the individual pop-ups as scoops here and there, and that move as moving targets. I like that. The engineering of that gives you a lot of flexibility and a lot of Mm -hmm. interesting things to do. It's one of those things. I think there's a lot of possibilities there, but there's issues, and there's always going to be issues. And I think the best thing to do is to lean into the possibilities. Stern has issues, every game has issues, their choices they've made cause issues, JJP has issues, choices they've made cause issues, everybody's going to have an issue. There has to be, what do you call it, everybody surrenders something in order to pick up something else. So the question is just, do you lean into it?
1: Let's move to Rumor Corner, Tony.
0: We missed Rumor Corner last time. You know what,
1: amazingly amazingly it's everyone's most favorite corner on EGP. No one wrote into me. Maybe there might've been someone who I was chatting with who said, what happened to rumor? Like you mentioned there was going to be a big, like a rumor you had from TPF and then you didn't do it. But that might've been you telling me that. that, that <laughs> like, yeah. Cause I, yeah, I, I, you I, got, I specifically you got home and you're like Danish, we didn't do rumor corner. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is what happens when I did not type it. I have to type rumor corner in the notes to remember to, to rumor tame people. Right. Okay. It's,
0: it's the favorite segment.
1: <laughs> yes. So I have, so as an apology, cause I think I missed another one a prior week as well. So I'm going to give three, I'm going to give three Ooh. rumors. Got to, got to make up for the last two and then, and then, and then catch up. Okay. So. The rumor that we were going to share with everyone last week was when we were at TPF, we spoke with someone who I will describe as a high-level person associated with American pinball, and they did confirm that Dennis Nordman's first game with them will have at least one ramp. Now, they refused to confirm whether the ball will interact with said ramp,
0: but that confirms there's a ball in the game. Yes. Good
1: logic, Tony. That is why we have you.
0: That's what we did.
1: Deep think. That's right. Deep Deep think. think. (laughs) Okay. So if you like Dennis Norman and you like ramps, I should have asked if it was a plastic ramp or not. But I'm going to – it will be a ramp. There will be a ramp. There will be a ramp. All right. So that was what we meant to say in the last episode. So I don't know what the other one was going to be prior. So I've got – so here are two more rumors to make up for the other one we missed in in this current week. All right. There are more and more reports – I know we've rumored this before that Chicago gaming company has pulp fiction, but information is coming out that Quentin Tarantino is mandating that this game be single level. I, so, I, I could see he's a man of principle principle. Yes. <laughs> so, well, here, here's the thing on the principle that, that I wanted to ask you, I and mean, we don't normally have a discussion on rumor corner, but I do want to kind of discuss this one. Cause this is what came to my mind. I could totally see it. Fitting with the vibe of whatever you know, he's going with. But if he's going with true old school, are we going to get something like Beatles? Or is Quentin, did Quentin actually go to them and say, no, 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 guys. This needs to be an EM. Oh, that would be so good. It would be amazing, right? Wouldn't that be awesome? Or at least it needs to sound like, it needs to feel like an EM. Like, it needs to have bells or chimes. It can be solid state under the hood. Right. Like, it can't do any, like, I want score reels. Like Oh, that'd that. be
0: interesting. That seems like a thing he would do. And it does. That's why I wanted to bring it up. That seems like totally a thing he would do. And then they'd release it in two editions. There'd be the normal edition, and then there'd be the Quentin Tarantino limited edition, where all of the artwork is just replaced by ladies' feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... In the words of Joel Engelberth, that's fair. Um... <laughs> Okay, well, saying aside the le LA discussion, <laughs> so I have no rumors on that. We do know that CGC has a has typically relied upon three models, so that that's conceivable. Yes, and I do want to say that the EM part is not. I've not heard a rumor about that's coming straight out of my head. I've only heard rumors about the single level aspect, but it begs the question. I think how hardcore Quentin is about if this is true. That it needs to be old school. And old school doesn't just mean no ramps. Right. So, so anyway, so there's that. And then this one, uh, the, the third rumor uh, I will provide is, and this one, this one's probably the one I feel the strongest about because whoever controls the IP, I forget which movie studio. And I shouldn't, cause I just watched documentaries on the making of all four jaws movies. Ah, oh yes. You know, jaws has been talked about for, Ever in a day about jaws coming to pinball, well, it's like the uh the trademark or patent or well yeah trademark use of jaws, the studio updated to in, to add pinball machines into the listing and the way it was filed was a and we attend there's like categories i guess, and it was filed in a we are actually intending to do this category so Well, that
0: seems like a pretty solid rumor. So
1: now the the rumor is that Jaws Pinball is in development and that Stern is who controls it. Further adding the layer of, of diabolical trolling that they like to do, given that the code name that Jurassic Park, Elwyn's Jurassic Park, ran under was Jaws. Nice. Now, my question, this is, again, not a rumor, but my speculation, is the code name for Jaws. Jurassic Park. I mean, it would complete the circle. It would complete the but circle. But it would also be stupid.
0: You know what would be the better code name for Jurassic Park?
1: Well, Jurassic Park already had it. I mean, sort of the better code oh. name for Jaws. No, I don't know. Back to the Future. Oh, I love it. I love it. You'll never have your Back to the Future, Zach. <laughs> big,
0: I think the biggest problem is at this point with Jaws, there's nobody good left alive to
1: do call-outs. Oh, let's have a little bit of conversation about that. So, my guess is that it won't have any of the actors on the screen. Maybe they'll have... Well, I wouldn't think or so. Or their voices. So it'll be trash. It'll be well, hot garbage. It will. You'll, they could either get some sound I don't know. Uh, the... Have you played the Zen Studios Jaws virtual? No. T- okay, I think they tried to do sort of sound likes. It's not cringy, <laughs> but it's not great. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I mean there there could be that. Maybe there's some obscure car- like who's left? I mean I don't know if they can get Richard Dreyfus. That would be what everyone would want. The two other main actors are, are dead. obviously dead. Yeah, uh, I believe uh, Mrs. Brody. It, nobody cares. She's still alive, but, but she, ha- she has not worked in decades. Right. Uh, so, in fact, she came out of retirement to do Jaws the Revenge, which I'm sure she regrets, but... Depends
0: on how big that, how many zeros were on that check.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, totally interesting, uh, to me, interesting. Sorry, everyone. Uh, aside, I also watched the documentary about the making of the first uh, Friday the 13th movie. And uh, the the actress who plays... Uh, Mrs. Voorhees in it. Mm-hmm. She, cause she was known for some other, like she never had done horror. Her car broke down and she needed money to buy a new car. So she did Friday the 13th to buy her new car. Cause they were going to like pay her a thousand dollars a day or something. And it was 10 days of shooting. So she got 10 grand and she bought herself her new car or something. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why what's... she did it. It's why she did it. Cause she, uh, she got fan hate mail. People wrote to her and said how disappointed they were in her doing that movie <laughs> but but uh,' cause at the time it was so gory that it was seen as uh in poor taste right, but she was better than but, but but since then she grew to you know kind of embrace that you know the movie gained its fans over right over time but anyway, so yeah so jaws yeah my my theory, and this is. The, the LCD screens are mostly going to be shots of the fan, shots of the barrels. They'll be able to essentially have unlimited use of the shark. The problem with Jaws, especially if it's all around the first Jaws movie, is it, while it was never meant to be that way, what makes Jaws so good is you never really see the shark very much. And it's all about these th- three people interacting. Right. And the problem with later Jaws movies is, is like, well, there's no suspense. You're constantly seeing the shark. I know Steven Spielberg wanted you to see the shark all the time, and he was forced to pivot, and that pivot turned it into a great movie. But you know, that's the that's the frustration with something like if it was really all about the shark, as the example I used with Zach is if it was like deep blue sea (laughs) and you wanted like there was lots of shark stuff you could look at, make more sense. The reason why Godzilla works with its screen is. There aren't any individual actors they have to worry about. It was all people in the suits. So you could get the rights and you had all the kaiju. Right. And all the scenes with these kaiju at your disposal. They don't have that with, it. like... See, what well, I think we... Richard need- Dreyfuss isn't a rubber suit. It's Richard Dreyfuss and he'll control his likeness, so...
0: Well, I, honestly, I think part of where we're setting at is maybe it's time to get away from all of these, like, so serious movies... We don't need a pinball machine based on Godfather. Oh. We don't need a pinball machine based Aww. on Jaws. Where's 1941? Where's Airplane? Where's Hot Shots? This is where we need to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, we need all the Leslie Nielsen movies. <laughs> Nothing but Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> we're, we're, all the way down. The I don't think he squad. was in 1941. But. Where's the police squad? Our Naked Gun. The Naked oh, yeah, Gun. The naked R- gun. The yeah, from the, the Files squad. of Police Squad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, do we? We might have to leave OJ out. of the art <laughs> we, on could that. Leave, we could. We uh, could leave OJ out yeah. <laughs> of that one. We could.
0: Yeah. Where, definitely. Where's
1: Dracula? Dead and loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Master. Was it? Uh, Master.
0: Was it? Was it? Wasn't he in one of the scary movies as but the
1: president? I think so. Yeah. Or or one of the knockoffs. Or like, one of but, the knockoffs.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. Uh, the, what is where's
1: it? Mr. Magoo Mr. <laughs> Magoo <laughs> where's repossessed re 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 repossessed <laughs> my favorite scene from repossessed to this day is when they go up to like it looks like one of those it's like a vending machine to get chips or cigarettes or whatever and they put in the money and they get out a bible yeah, it's my of the whole thing is my favorite scene is this. I've never seen Exorcist. Everything I know about Exorcist comes from Repossessed. Oh, I've uh, seen Exorcist.
0: It, 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 it's solid, but yeah, no, Repossessed is so. I just love the, the it's just like rock and roll. I hate rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> uh,
1: well, are you not rumor tained, Tony? I was. Thank I hope people feel like we've we've made up for it, <laughs> made up for our, our past transgressions. But speaking of transgressions, Tony, we must transcend pinball to the realm of video games, you know, where all the real money is.
0: Right. And where there's transgressions.
1: Oh. Oh. Tell us more. I'm not going to start with transgressions. I'm
0: going to start with something a little weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, start light and end heavy. That's what everyone okay. likes. Okay.
0: I'm not going to say I'm starting light. <laughs> Oh, oh. I, I, I don't consider it starting light when I'm talking about about companies Is making it, changes directly related to oh. an ongoing. So it's cruiser light, not frigate light. Yes. Okay. We talked in the past that wargaming, uh, the yeah. makers of World of Tanks and World of Warships, they fired their creative director over comments about the conflict,
1: and they're a Ber- Belarusian company.
0: Yeah. Well, technically, they're based in Crete, but they are started in Belarus. Okay but they've technically they moved to crete years ago technically they still have offices in belarus and they had they've got offices in russia well they put out a notice that they are no longer going to operate in russia or belarus um they basically their their st petersburg based company uh, the their the division is its own company now they're closing their belarus based uh, division completely and they're actually releasing all control of their live game uh, in Belarus and Russia to the company that was spun off into uh, in, from Saint Petersburg. Mm-hmm. So they're so they are releasing World of Tanks and World of Warships. They are no longer controlling that game for those servers that are for Russia and Belarus. Okay. That will be a different company. With a different game and there are no ties between them. They actually put out a, a, a uh, announcement. I'll read it real quick because it's pretty short. Over the past weeks, Wargaming has been conducting a strategic review of business operations worldwide. The company has decided it will not own or operate any business in Russia and Belarus. Effective March 31st, the company transferred its live games business in Russia and Belarus to the local management of Lesta Studio, which is no longer affiliated with Wargaming. They're the ones based in St. Petersburg. Okay, uh, The company will not profit from this process either today or going forward. Much to the contrary, we expect to suffer substantial losses as a direct result of this decision. Um, just as another aside, uh, Russia and Belarus comprise like 70% of their total player base.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't know. Is that stacked?
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a huge portion of their player base. It's like, it's like 60 to 70% just in the, in former Soviet areas, basically. Uh, and then another very large portion that is like Europe. And then there's the rest of the world. Um, Back into their what they were saying. We will be completing the operational transition with all due speed while remaining in full compliance with all laws and ensuring the ongoing safety and support of our employees. During the transition period, the live products will remain available in Russia and Belarus and will be operated by the new owner. Wargaming has also started the process of closing its studio in Minsk. It will be conducted in strict compliance with the law. Heads of products and services will be meeting with their teams shortly to discuss the impact of this decision on each department. We will provide as much severance and support as possible to employees affected by this change. So um, that's a pretty major thing for any company to do. Oh, yes. Yep. I mean, that is a huge portion of their business that they've just cut off. Um, obviously, they've had to have figured that they can survive it. Yeah. Though it'll, it'll probably, it'll hurt and they'll, they'll
1: probably be in for some lean times. Yeah. G- given the vagueness of the, what they could, like they weren't very specific on what severance they could provide. Right. And that's probably because they're not entirely certain how easy they'll navigate this. Right. So it'll be,
0: it'll be interesting to see. What I've been wondering about since I first read this is will, what kind of divergence are you going to see in the live game provided they maintain world of tanks and world of warships on all of their other worldwide servers as the divergences start between the two games as patches come and changes come or what else are they working on to start a new live game hmm. which is possible i i don't know uh they've kind of I don't want to say rested on their laurels because they're continuously putting out new patches and adding new stuff right. to their live games. They're, they're very good about it. Uh, they are, they've put out several games that are not their live games, uh, in the past as well. Some of them are kind of popular. Some of them aren't. Uh, but they're, they're, they've still the core of their money has always come from World of Tanks, World of Warships. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes for them and how this works out because that is that is a risky move right there Um, on slightly okay more than slightly (laughs) on much uh uh, kind of happier less uh uh, politically fraught news lego and epic games have announced that they're joining a long-term partnership to Uh, As they say, shape the future of the metaverse with a focus on building a safe space for young players. Mm. Uh, What does that mean and how is it going to take? I I don't know. They haven't even put out anything specific. They've just announced the partnership. Okay. My guess is that they are going to put out something that is considered more child safe but probably falls into the same kind of categories, let's say, Roblox does. Oh, all right. Hmm. but i mean something more like they had that lego that lego universe game that they had that do really they, they ran that. for a long time uh but i know i mean my kids are, are are of age and they are like they'd rather play roblox than almost anything else as weird as that is to me i understand that them and their age group that's normal uh but it'll be interesting to see how this works out because Epic games, obviously hugely popular games, even with young, even with younger segments, uh, with their Fortnite and all of that, uh, Lego is Lego. I mean, mm. it, it, that is a pretty powerful combination of companies working together. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Mm. We talked, was the last yeah, I don't remember if it was last episode, a couple episodes before about how, Oh, there's all these speed runs coming
1: on elden ring yeah yeah i don't remember which episode it might have been the last one
0: yeah but i mean there's been all these speed runs where like they, they were getting the times down like under 30 minutes to beat elden right, ring right. all this stuff the current world record as far as i know as of when i got these notes was uh for a speed run of elden ring is under nine minutes oh wow I can't even imagine beating a Dark Souls game in under 9
1: minutes. No, I I'm trying to think. I've well, I normally only watch speedruns during charity events games done quick, uh some games done quick. Uh I think I've seen all three Dark Souls. I don't know if I've watched Demon Souls. I've seen all three Dark Souls speedrun and they're not that they're not 9 yeah. under 9.
0: Yeah, this is I back I watched the video. We included a link for to the video just because it's less than 9 minutes and if you're interested, okay. Uh it is it is very much game mechanic little issue. It is very much speedrunner shenanigans mm. Uh where, you know, you see a speedrunner doing some weird thing and then all of a sudden like a whole bunch of stuff happens. It's full on speedrunner shenanigans. But it's still pretty impressive to see a game like that beaten in under nine minutes. And the person complaining that they could have done it faster. Yep. Well, let's see <laughs> them do it then. They so, they're, think they're so cool. <laughs> so uh uh another game that we've touched on from time to time over the years ever since the debacle that was its release no man's sky has yet another uh new patch with a whole bunch of additions uh we don't normally talk about them unless they're like a really really huge patch or that i've decided to try the patches out to see how they are Uh i've been pretty happy with the game since they've patched it so much. I think it's actually a halfway decent game now. Um, what's interesting was when they were talking about the newest patch in an interview, uh, they came out and said that they are working on a new game in the background while they were still working on patches for no man's sky. And they think it'll be just as ambitious as no man's sky. And I read that. And I'm just like, have they learned their lesson?
1: I mean, maybe <laughs> I. I would just I don't, I what do I know? I, I, I would tell them just go in. I would go in a dramatically different direction. Yeah.
0: But I, mean, I consider No Man's Sky one of those like underdog success stories because they cut their own leg off so badly in the pregame hype. The release went so poorly, but through sheer just determination, they actually turned the game into something decent. <laughs> If not what it was originally talked about being, mm. it's still a decent game uh, now, years later. So I'm hoping they learn their lesson and they are not going to do this pregame hype, build up, insanity, cut their own legs off uh, 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 with the new game.
1: Yeah, I would. As long as the main, you know, as long as the leads are still there, I. I will assume that yes, they, they know, at least in terms of how they market and promote and talk about the game and what they reveal versus what's actually already done, ready and proven that they won't make those same that they'll do an ambitious game, but they, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, that, that wound has to still be so raw that, yeah. <laughs> that they're going to, they'll be more cautious this time. Cause they know it costs them a lot of money the way they did it last yeah. time. <laughs> they won't make those mistakes. They'll make yeah, other mistakes. Yeah, That's my, my guess. I'll just guess.
0: Yeah, that's why. <clears throat> and then we'll dip down for the last time
1: oh we'll never bring it up again
0: huh oh gosh i wish <laughs> i just mean for the so last bit today i know more than half the listeners i hear about it i just have a hard time not talking about it because it's such a big deal we're gonna talk about activision blizzard for Yay! A minute, or
1: boo depending it, on who you are
0: i even i admit it was kind of nice not talking about them last episode
1: yeah we, but we, everyone got a vacation well vacation's over vacation's over
0: Uh it's kind of interesting. Uh, it's been noticed in Overwatch that they have edited Zarya skins. Mm. She had a bunch of skins that had Z's on them. Those have been removed. No Z. That's under. I mean, that's understandable. Not a huge thing. They put out a survey to their players, What uh, Overwatch players, are? no, to all Activision Blizzard put okay. out a thing to okay. players, <sighs> gauging interest. In (laughs) cryptocurrencies and
1: NFTs
0: (laughs) and other
1: upcoming gaming trends. Why is this a thing? Why are people allowing this to be a thing? Never mind. Don't answer that. uh,
0: If I put in, maybe I should. Maybe I should start putting in every time an NFT thing turns out to be a scam. But then our video game segment's going to be like three hours long every episode. But, oh, man, I just... I'm amazed they felt the need to put out the survey. And they yeah. couldn't just read news articles and go, Man, this seems like a really dumb idea. But... Who knows? Okay. They've also decided and announced that they are going to convert... Uh, all of their temporary contract based you are contract us based game testers into full time employees mm, yep. making $20 an hour and eligible for full benefits because they'll be full time employees wow that's great i mean except for those employees who are trying to unionize they 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 don't get included in that and 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 it doesn't take part or doesn't take it doesn't go active until January 1st, you know, and it's April. What yeah. I say it was, it's, it's, it's April 17th. Yep. So they've got to wait, you know, eight plus months ish or eight months before they become, but eventually they'll become full-time employees if, if they don't get fired by, you know, before then because of something or another. Hmm. And as long as they don't try and unionize because unionized people, according to Activision, cannot have their contracts adjusted uh because of the national labor relations act though the union organizers and uh people from the communication workers of america the union they're attempting to join says that uh not that's not how that works so wow activision blizzard you guys they have decided or they have announced as well they hired a new chief diversity officer Uh, whom Bobby Kotek claims will help them reach their ambitious goals of becoming the most welcoming and inclusive company in the
1: gaming industry. I would agree that's a very ambitious goal for them. That is a super ambitious goal. I mean, (laughs) I wonder
0: what what kind of compensation do you have to be offered to take that role with the company that is in that? Is that one of those situations where it doesn't matter? Because... You literally can't make it worse than it is. That's what you I. You could screw up so massively badly that it still turns out better than it was.
1: I, my guess is, yeah, whoever take whoever takes the position would be like, yeah, well, I can't make it worse, right. right? I mean, there's people out there who could make it worse, sure, but, but I, they didn't hire. But them. I think they anyone, didn't hire them. anyone who yeah. seriously would want the job would be like, even the like, I've got these most basic things, I would at least do marginal improvement, right? Right. And
0: that's the route they went. So, uh, good for them. Hopefully that will help. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) And the last thing, uh, is the biggest, um, I thank you to Derek K who wrote in about it and I'd read about it as well, and we included a link in the show notes to the article he sent in about it. The lawsuit brought by the California Department of Fair Employment ha- has had a little interesting turn because there's now allegations that California's governor, Gavin Newsom, who already has a fair length of issues... Yeah, he survived a recall effort. Yes. Uh, ...going on, is directly interfering in the case on Activision's behalf.
1: Bobby! So um, Buddy. <laughs> I mean, what? It's like, is he buddies with Bobby? What? What with this I, I, well, I, allegedly allegedly allegedly
0: just like allegedly Bobby talked to some friends who talked to some other friends before the Microsoft announcement was made and they bought lots and lots of, uh, of stock. And suddenly there's an inciting trader insider trading uh, uh, investigation going on. Allegedly. Well,
1: <laughs> the investigation is going on and they did buy the stock. But allegedly, there's insider trading. The talk, it wasn't just talk, luck. The talking's allegedly. Yeah. That's allegedly. All right. So, G- Gavin. All right. Wow. So,
0: yeah. Uh, well, apparently, uh, there are claims. Well, we'll start. What are the allegeds? Allegedly, uh, uh, the governor's office started interfering with the lawsuit, demanding advanced notice of litigation strategies and planned next steps for the litigation and as the litigation continued to have success in the state courts uh they were asking for more and more information um of that type and when the chief counsel wepper uh the head of the department of fair employment uh fought back a- and attempted to protect the agency's independency from the governor um she was terminated mm. and uh another lawyer has resigned in protest due to the interference uh coming in out of the governor's office. The alleged interference. Alleged, yes. Coming out of the governor's office. It's just the gift that keeps on giving.
1: And <laughs> yeah. Division Blizzard
0: is just, it's it's just it's insane. It's crazy. The turns and stuff this has taken, you know, there's like normal stuff where it's like, oh, you did bad thing. We investigate. Yep, you did bad thing. Pay us fine. And then here there's like, oh, you you did bad thing. You're in a lot of trouble. Well, you're about to get bought out. And, and uh, members of Congress are questioning what's going on over here because Bobby is going to get such a huge payout. It's like. Hilariously, hilariously large mm. the payout he will get from this buyout. It is insane, and his golden parachutes are crazy.
1: They're and, probably platinum.
0: I, I mean, yeah, they're <laughs> triple platinum. It's insane. I mean, uh, if I remember it, I, I talked. I know I talked about it. Past. I think the worst case scenario is a quarter billion dollars. Mm. Is like the absolute. That's like it, they found out that he murdered and ate his assistant they have to give him like a quarter billion dollars. Uh, wow. So it's it, 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 wow. So we'll, we will see, we'll, we'll see where this keeps going. I, I If everything I saw coming up. The governor interfering on
1: Activision's behalf was not something I ever expected. No, it, yeah, it, it seems so weird. If, you know, obviously if the allegations are correct, uh, I mean, they have some that uh, the the terminated lawyer had just been reappointed by the governor like four months prior. That's what makes it so yeah. weird. Because, like, you had a good opportunity to get rid of them quietly if there was some other motive. So unless they did something else that the governor didn't like, but they haven't said that yet. Right. So it's sort of, it's weird. It's weird.
0: It, it, yeah. The whole thing is just weird.
1: That's so. sort of the... That's sort of the thing today. A lot of things are weird. It's just, everything's weird. Well, what isn't weird is how people can reach out to us. They can email us, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com, or they could go over to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and shoot us a message through the Messenger tool.
0: On Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic
1: underscore gamers. And we will plan to be back in two weeks with the latest shenanigans. Will Activision be a part of that one? We will have to wait. I, I, I don't know. And... Yes. See. We'll see. We'll make sure shenanigans. We'll have have nine
0: pieces of flair. We'll be back for shenanigans. It's all good.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good reference. Ryan Reynolds will appreciate it when he hears this episode. He will. All right. We love you, Ryan. Yes. We do. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: It was my July 4th break. This is our Independence Day. Wait, no. It's not. This is Easter. This is the Lich's Day.
1: Oh my god! Oh, oh dear!
0: Oh dear! Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers podcast. We're not recording yet, so I just uh, (laughs) saw you clicking the button. Oh my god! He's doing the prep. He always does the
1: press. (laughs) Click, (laughs) click, (inaudible) click, click, pancake mother! All right, it is recording now. (laughs)
0: Click <laughs> click mother f <laughs> pancake. <laughs> Sorry.
1: I always remember that from Family Guy, like season one. Oh, anyway.
0: Back when it was funny.